0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Pixels. This is going to be a quick little special episode about God of War only. I uh, figured I would want to um, do this show before we get to talk about it more, I'm sure, uh, with the re- next regular episode. But I did want to come out with my early thoughts uh, this week. And uh, because the game is quite amazing. As you know, it's been getting raving reviews, it's getting perfect scores uh, everywhere. It's one of the best rated games ever. And uh, I wanted to, you know, I was very much eager to play it. I did manage to spend... I think about 20 hours, maybe 25 now, um, with the game. And uh, I must be two-thirds of the way through. I didn't do the main quest only. I did veer off and do some additional little things here and there. And, uh, yeah, so I figured I would uh, give my thoughts now and uh, let you know how I'm feeling about the game because it's certainly one of the bigger games of the year. Um so just for a little bit of context and background, I really loved the first games. Um, I think they were incredible at the time, mostly because of the combat system, which was really cool, and the sense of scale, and the uh, the, fa- the the spectacular nature of the gameplay as you were playing. It, for those who don't know, there was a lot of visceral, violent gameplay, and a lot of... Uh, monumental gameplay. You would fight bosses that would basically be an entire level, or bosses that would be, you know, the size of a building and stuff like that. So that was something very peculiar to God of War, very specific to God of War. Uh the other thing is it was quite adolescent in its conception and in in its design. Um, and what I mean by that is that it, it got its roots at a time where video games were growing up, they were not in their infancy, which I guess we can call the infancy or the childhood. Um, something like the eight-bit and sixteen-bit uh, period, maybe even the early PlayStation One and things like that would be the early teenage years. And later teenage years, you get a little bit angry at your parents, and uh, you you do stuff just because just to spite them and stuff like that. And so it's kind of a, a, a a silly irreverence that the game had. It would be violent to to I wouldn't say to a fault, but to an extreme. It would have those. Now, I mean, I'm sure they were cringy at the time for many people, but I guess I was a little bit younger and I thought they were just uh, silly. Those moments with uh, when Kratos would lie with women, and it was like, oh my god, games can can do that too. And it was so racy that it was suggested that those women that would would uh you know be interested in kratos let's put it like that and it was very um tasteless and uh obviously in today's climate it wouldn't it it would be pointed at i think not only by the media but also by the the players the gamers it's it's it was very uh again as i say it felt like an adolescent who would find uh Naked Ladies magazine and would be get all excited and that's how it felt without actually seeing the Naked Ladies so the the design was great for the time but it was certainly not adapted to um today's not just world but really the way um gamers think of and in what gamers accept expect uh from games and there have been many series that didn't manage to grow beyond what they were. I think there there could be some discussion there, but I think a prime example is Gears of War, the Xbox flagship series. And to an extent, I even think that Halo um, has remained very similar to what it was before. Evolved, of course, but there hasn't been a significant break Um in game design or intent or uh, that kind of... Of course, the games have evolved, but they are not fundamentally a different game. Uh, same goes maybe even more for Gears of War. I'm taking those examples because they are so iconic um, of the rival platform of the PlayStation in, in the last 10 years. And... Um, they, they didn't manage to grow beyond what they were. I think an example of a game that did manage to reinvent itself is Tomb Raider. Um, I've mentioned this before, but Tomb Raider was also this very teenagey, uh, adolescent kind of design with Lara that was very much objectified and she had the big boobs and the design of the game was still, you know, the core of the game was excellent of course as was the case for god of war and for all of the games i'm mentioning here they are all excellent but tomb raider it, with the recent reboot which we're going to see the third episode of uh, fairly soon um with tomb raider the re- recent uh, reboot was a reimagining of what the the core of the idea of the game would be if it was designed by uh, designers by good designers today so that, that was a success. And to be fair, it was very much inspired by Uncharted. And it's fair because Uncharted was inspired by um, Tomb Raider as well. So anyway, I think Tomb Raider is maybe the only example of having managed to reinvent himself, itself in that way while staying true to the core of what the series was Um And it was the only one, I think, until today. And let's start talking about this episode of God of War, which is, I would agree with the reviews, that it is a a fantastic video game. The thing that I think is interesting with this game is that it doesn't do anything incredibly um, innovative. There is no one concept or one piece of design that sets it apart from other games. Every pieces of this game are reminiscent or inspired by other things you've seen elsewhere, and they don't necessarily improve on them um, significantly. It's not like uh, Zelda is the most recent example that comes to mind that makes you rethink what an open-world game is could be like or you know something like dark souls which really impacted the whole industry or these kinds of games or maybe even mario 64 which was the first uh 3d platformer that managed to to do this very successfully including the camera movement and all of this so all of these games have inspired um future well it's too early to tell for breath of the wild although it's fairly sure that it It does in some ways, but um, for God of War, there isn't this one concept that is radically new or different. Instead, what happens is that God of War does everything that it sets out to do, it does perfectly well and polishes it to a, a point that makes it better than what we've seen elsewhere, if we're talking about the most striking example is graphics. It is stunningly beautiful and stunningly detailed in every step you take. You can spend hours looking at the, the scenery, the ground, the trees. The Everything is so incredibly well-crafted. And it's not just about the quality, the polygon count of the graphics. It's also the artistic um, intent of the graphic designers that got the the uh you know the colors and the shapes and the mood of each zone is is amazing and startling when you look at them and you know they're so beautiful that you just marvel at them in a way that we haven't i guess we've seen in some other games but that's the thing this one does this for every area of its design. As I was saying, there's the graphics on one end. Many games excel in one way. Many games have one or two things that they do perfectly. This one does this for every aspect, and that is the rare thing. Um, The gameplay seems a little bit simple at first, but then when you dive deep into it, you realize how... uh, well crafted it is because it is a very deep gameplay that allows you for uh options and strategy in the heart of combat and the the way you use your weapons and your abilities and all of this are pretty incredible Uh, there there is a complexity but an accessibility to the gameplay systems that is rare to see in that in that way um not it's not like it's unique again or that we've never seen this before but it definitely succeeds like probably some of the best examples of that type of game that we've seen um the story is really interesting the way it's told is interesting i'm not at the end yet and already i'm enthralled so Maybe the rest is a letdown. Maybe the rest is better. From what I heard, it's it's an interesting um, way to end the the story. Um, so I'm curious to see that. But already the narration and the acting between the characters and the relationship between um, the kid and Kratos is believable and so let me go back to gameplay for a second because i guess i'm diving deep into each topic but so the music is great the narration is great the story is good the uh, everything as i said the the way they um do the open world or semi open world i think is um right on the balance of not too little and not too much and actually that's a good way of characterizing this game as a whole it just strikes the perfect balance of not too little, not too much, not too difficult, not too easy at every step for everything it does. It has the exact right uh, balance on everything. Um, When we're talking about the gameplay, uh, there is this axe, which I could talk about for hours. The feeling of the axe is incredible. So for those who don't know, I'm sure there aren't many, but... Your main weapon is an axe that you can throw and you can call back in the way that Thor does with Mjolnir in the uh, Marvel Universe. So you do that with uh, the axe and I'm sure they would have wanted to use a hammer, but they thought it would be too close (laughs) to Mjolnir. But anyway, with the axe, the, the feeling when you throw it and it comes back like a boomerang and you call it back... When it lands in your hand uh, in your hand, the I was going to say in your head, when it, it lands in your hand, the feeling, the way the screen shakes, the way the controller shakes a little bit, the animation it it's, might seem silly to talk about an axe, you know, for this long uh, when talking about a game, but I bet you that anyone who has played the game will tell you the same thing. It feels like the the power of that axe and of kratos is in your hands it's again one of those incredibly well crafted elements of the game and the gameplay system you have the axe you can throw it around you have in the beginning on the beginning you only have a couple of moves but then you can unlock more through a uh spec tree and you can choose what you what you unlock um and in the end you're going to get all of the perks so you you do get everything but you can do different things with the axe and you have different combos but when you don't have the axe in your hand you also have another a whole other move set which has different properties Uh, so the axe will do damage the uh when you're fighting with your bare hands or with your shield you can actually increase the stun meter. And when you have increased the stun meter to the max, you can do one of those finishing moves that are incredibly violent. So you can choose how you play and everything comes into play. There, You also have um, your son, Atreus, who you can command with one dedicated button, which you can weave into your combos. And he also has some special moves that you can use. So, What seems like a very simple system at first ends up being a complex and interesting and rewarding and visceral system um, in a way that is maybe a little bit unexpected in the beginning. The... uh thing that you have to talk about when you talk about the gameplay is the change in camera you used to look from overhead um, more or less three quarters it changed uh, the camera angle changed all the time in previous god of wars and this one is from the back as i'm sure you know um it is not a problem at all and it makes the whole combat very uh uh relatable I guess or visceral when you power up your axe and and smash down an enemy with it you're right there with Kratos so it feels um, I think a lot more personal for lack of a better term so all of this I think is very successful and it stays very true to the core of what uh, God of War is it doesn't it's not similar in the form, which I think doesn't necessarily matter, um, but it's similar in the core. So that is uh, uh, an important thing that the team at uh, Santa Monica, Sony Santa Monica Studios and Corey Barlog managed to achieve, and that wasn't a given. I, I was talking about the story. The story itself, I'm, I'm not going to dive into it too much. Suffice it to say, you start um, with you're reacquaint, reacquainting yourself with your son but of course the so i i was expecting the game to be or that relationship to be a little bit similar to what was happening in the last of us which is one of my favorite games of all time um uh, uh the relationship between joel and ellie is the one of the best relationships in any video game ever um And very well characterized and acted. And I was expecting something like that. But the thing is, Kratos is a really bad dad and a bad dude. But he he doesn't know how to be a dad. It's not necessarily that he doesn't want to. I don't think he's super happy about having to do it. But... He just doesn't know how to be a proper dad. He's just so consumed by his uh, the rage that has ac- accompanied him for so many years that now he doesn't really know how to be a human being, even, um, or definitely not how to be a, a, a father to his son. And that relationship, you, I'm sure you've seen the memes and the, um, the 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 fun people are having with the fact that he's calling him boy. Half the time, or ninety percent of the time, and that really plays into it. He he calls him by his name a few times. It's not like he doesn't know it, but he keeps him he uh, he keeps him at a distance, or doesn't know how to interact with him and calls him boy. And that just that alone tells you a lot about the relationship, especially when it's so well acted. And the son, on the other hand, I thought he was going to be annoying seeing the previews and the trailers. But he really isn't. Um, He's just, he's not a a mini Kratos. He's just a teenage boy. Um, And he's in a way very cleverly used to reflect the players and the gamers uh, look on the game and on his dad. He makes a ton of uh, little remarks here and there to help guide you through the game, but also uh, one example I keep uh, using is if you're carrying an object that because there's a puzzle you need to solve, um, he he says, he notes, hey, are you going to be carrying this, you know, forever from now on? And Kratos answers like, if I must. And that is really a commentary on the silly nature of having to do these things for the puzzles in that world. But you do it because it's a game, and the game knows that you know that it's a game. It's and it's all subtle, it's not heavy handed, but it's just those little things that make you smile and that are just clever enough to admit that for the game to admit that it knows what it is. And that's really and and it stays in context, so that's very well uh written as well and i was talking about gameplay there's not just the combat there are also little elements of puzzle of exploration of gathering and all of those add enough variety that you're never bored of anything in this game at least i wasn't um I, I want to explore a lot more and I want to, to keep doing stuff. And maybe that can go to the quote-unquote open world nature of the game now. It's not full-on open world. You have little, different little areas you can explore at will at different points in the story or really when you want after a certain point. Um, and But there are few enough that you don't feel overwhelmed And even the things you're required to do, it's not like gather 90 pieces of this. It's usually when you find a side quest or something, it's do three things or do maybe max seven, eight things for the super hard ones towards the end. And all of these always feel uh, really rewarding and fun. It's kind of an incredible achievement that they managed, again, it's, I'm speaking for myself, obviously, but I never feel bored in this game. I, and that could be the conclusion of my uh, discussion here. I never don't want to play it. I never don't want to play uh, this game. I, any game, even the best games, I was talking about Uncharted and, and The Last of Us, there are parts that you feel are a little bit filler, that you don't oh, okay now it's the ice level or now it's the train level or whatever okay incidentally the train levels are usually great and uncharted but you know what i mean there's always a moment where you're kind of just going through the motions and it's not that god of war doesn't have that but all of it is doesn't make you feel like you're going through the motions the um, puzzles and and combat and exploration all woven together um, and when I say exploration, it's like the the vistas that you see and the different areas you discover, um, they weave in together and vary enough, like you're never doing the same thing for more than five or 10 minutes, I would say, that you go from one to the other and you're just having fun at every step. And they keep adding things more and more Even now, I'm still finding new things. Um, You know, you have a crafting system. You have uh, gems that give you special abilities. You have runic powers that you can add to your weapon. You have, uh, as I was saying, talents or uh, uh, abilities you can unlock. You have... uh, So all of this makes it varied enough and you can customize your experience at so that you can you 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 never feel like you're doing the same thing for too long you kind of get it after a couple of hours or 3 hours but they keep adding more and more and more stuff without overwhelming you so i don't know it's like i just now i i <laughs> i didn't want to record this because i was uh i wanted to pass one specific encounter i'm not going to it's a side thing it's really difficult and I wanted to pass it without using one of the, uh, additional perks I could use. And it took me, I think like two or three hours of gameplay. It was just one encounter and it was a side thing. I could have gone and done something else, but I really did want to pass it in that way. And I, I was never bored of that. So I could have kept going, I think for longer because I was mastering the combat style a little bit more every, uh, at every point, um, and again, I don't think there are many games that, that are that engrossing and uh, that, never, that you never tire of. So, yeah, I think this is a, a, really a resounding success. Uh, the, the thing that is to note that I mentioned in the beginning is, again, the fact that there is no um, overwhelmingly innovative concept in the game. It's everything that you've seen before just done as well as any other game that does it super well but for all of the things that it does. Everything it tries to achieve it succeeds at with you know it passes with flying colors. So it's a great video game. It's just an an amazing gaming experience. It's well-crafted, well-written, it knows what it is, it's true to its core, it's a reboot without not being a sequel, it's a reboot while being a sequel. Um, I I really struggle to find faults. Uh, It's true that some of the uh, finishing moves animations can be a little bit repetitive. Some of the enemies, I mean, the enemies are not as varied as you would like, but these are really like little nits that you can find in any experience if you're really looking for them. So I would—I don't really score games, but I think I would put it very close to a perfect score as well, just because it does everything as well as you can uh, do it, or, or close to. Should you play it? I think if you, have a, if you don't have a philosophical opposition to playing God of War, yes. I, I don't see who would not enjoy this game if at least you're you're a a little bit of a gamer um is it in the game of the year list yes is it in the game of the generation list that some people have been saying it defines the generation it the world won't be the same after it i'm not sure i haven't finished it so i i will reserve judgment here but at this point i would if i had to say i would probably say i don't think so Uh, It's definitely one of the best games on the PlayStation period, one of the best games of the year. I don't know if it quite rises to that next level, but maybe stuff happened in the last third that will make me reconsider. Um, I guess, hopefully, I'll have it finished by the time we record the next episode or close to, and uh, we can talk about that a little bit more without spoilers, or we'll maybe do a little bit of a spoiler section. We'll see. But uh, yeah, God of War, it is, I think amazingly um standing up to the holding up to the hype which i didn't think so i was getting so hyped that i was thinking it's not gonna be able to um to to hold to hold up to that and i just don't want to stop playing it never i'm always like i'm neglecting my wife and child i'm neglecting my no i'm kidding obviously i'm doing the stuff i should be doing um but anytime i have some free time I want to play that game and not another one. So, God of War, it is a good game. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. (laughs)